Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 126, page 505. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, then we were like unto them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter, and our tongue with joy. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. Yea, the Lord hath done great things for us already, whereof we rejoice. Turn our captivity, O Lord, as the rivers in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that now goeth on his way weeping, and beareth forth good seed shall doubtless come again with joy and bring his sheaves with him. Except the Lord build the house, their labor is but lost that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman walketh but in vain. It is but lost labor that ye haste to rise up early, and so late take rest, and eat the bread of carefulness. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children in the fruit of the womb are an heritage and gift that cometh of the Lord. Like as the arrows in the hand of the giant, even so are the young children. 
Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies in the gate. Psalm 130 Out of the deep have I called unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. O let thine ears consider well the voice of my complaint. If thou, Lord, wilt be extreme to mark what is done amiss, O Lord, who may abide it. For there is mercy with thee, therefore shalt thou be feared. I look for the Lord, my soul doth wait for him, in his word is my trust. My soul fleeth unto the Lord before the morning watch, I say before the morning watch. O Israel, trust in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his sins. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 54th verse of the first chapter of the Apocryphal Book of Maccabees. Now the 15th day of the month, Kesu, in the 140 and 50th year, they set up the abomination of desolation upon the altar and builded idol altars throughout the city of Judah on every side. They burnt incense at the doors of their houses and in the streets. And when they had rent in pieces the books of the law which they had found, they burnt them with fire. And whoever soever and whoever was found with any of the books in the or, or the testaments, or if they had committed to the law the king's commandment was, that they should be put him to death. Thus did they by the authority unto the Israelites every month, as to many as were found in the cities. Now in the fifth and twentieth day of the month, they did sacrifice the altar, idol altar, which was upon the altar of God. At that time, according to the commandments, they put to death certain women that had caused their children to be circumcised. And they hung the infants around their necks and rifled their houses and slew them that had circumcised them. Now be it, many in Israel were fully resolved and confirmed in themselves not to eat any unclean thing. Therefore they chose rather to die, that they might not be defiled with meat, and that they might not profane the holy covenant. So then they died, and there was a great wrath upon Israel. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the sixth verse of the 16th chapter of Acts. Now when they had gone through Phrygia and in the region of Galatia, 
they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After that, they had come to Mysia and tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came to the town of Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood pleading with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, continuing the, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Therefore, sailing from Troas, we ran a straight course to Samothrace, and the next day came to Neophilus, and from there to Philippi, which is in the foremost city of the part of Macedonia, a colony. And we were staying in the city for some days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city to a riverside where prayer was customarily made. And we sat down and spoke to the women who were who met there. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of uh, Thyatira and who worshiped God. The Lord opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. And when she and her household were baptized, she begged us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. So she persuaded us. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the protector of all that trust in thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy, increase and multiply upon us thy mercy, that, Thou being our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal that we finally lose not the things eternal. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give. 
that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the, this kind of, I guess, by way of review, perhaps, um, in the intertestamental period, a man named Antiochus IV came to power in the year 175 BC. And what Antiochus IV did was he actually, on a formal uh, governmental level, reversed uh, the policies of many of his predecessors, a lot of which allowed the Jewish people to more or less practice their religion uh, unhindered, unbothered. And instead then, Antiochus IV began to actively promote, I guess you could call it Hellenization, trying to promote Greek culture and do away with other religion. And so we learn from Maccabees just how bad things got in this period for the Jewish people. So there's a whole host of things, many of which we read tonight, uh, that was brought about by Antiochus IV. So he stole from the temple, he slaughtered Jews on the Sabbath, he outlawed a lot of Jewish distinctives and practices, he renamed the temple after the Greek god Zeus, uh, he set up a pagan altar, sacrificed a pig in the temple, most unclean of animals for the Jewish people. He ordered pagan sacrifices to be made around the country. He, as we read tonight very gruesomely, uh, prohibited circumcision, would kill babies and hang them around their mother's necks. Uh, he prohibited Sabbath observance, and he, we read this too, he uh, banned and burned many copies of the Torah. And as we read, many Jews at the time saw what was happening under Antiochus IV as a fulfillment of Daniel's vision. So they saw the work of Antiochus as the, as we read, uh, the abomination of desolation from Daniel. But the text says then, or our reading tonight, says that many in Israel remained firm, or they were resolved, they remained faithful to the covenant. And it was during this time, this intertestamental period brought about by this persecution, that there was um, a heightened sense, let's say, kind of on a corporate level of distinction between Jews and Gentiles. It's not that it wasn't there before, but it was just heightened and it was much more acute as it, were, it was the Jewish people who were facing so much persecution from the Gentiles for merely practicing their religion. And what's helpful about uh, Maccabees and re reading through it is that it really serves to give good context to much of what Jesus and Paul have to say in the New Testament. And why really what Jesus and Paul have to say in the New Testament is such a difficult message to hear. Um, so to hear, I think this is the, a prime example, to hear someone like Paul write that circumcision doesn't mean anything. Uh, that'd be really, really hard, when it, especially taking into consideration passages like we read this tonight. It's not in the too distant past that our people then experienced uh, persecution, brutal persecution 
for circumcision. So how is it Paul can come in and say that this doesn't matter? So Maccabees really helps in passages like this, help to give context to a lot of what's going on in the New Testament. Then in our um, second lesson uh, from Acts chapter 16, uh, Luke makes it very clear that the direction of this second mission, the second missionary journey, was being providentially controlled by the Spirit. So it wasn't west, it wasn't north, but it was northwest to Troas, and then from there to Macedonia. And when they arrive in Macedonia, Luke then, if you notice the, the language shifts, and all of a sudden Luke starts using the first personal plural pronoun of we, um, leading many to believe that he was actually there and he was giving his own eyewitness account. So uh, he tells what happened to them while they were at Philippi in Macedonia. And the way it worked was you needed to have um, 10 men in order to have a synagogue in a place. So they didn't have a synagogue there. They just went looking then for a house of prayer. And so Lydia, who was a dealer in purple, purple cloth, she came. She was described as a God-fearing Gentile. And Luke writes that the Lord opened her heart after hearing Paul's preaching. So she opened her heart and she received the good news of the gospel. And then her and her whole household were baptized. I think a lot, and this is I think the point for reflection, point for contemplation as we read through these missionary journeys and acts. Uh, the point is reflecting on then God's providential working in how he gives his grace and then how we respond to that. Um, I think there will always be some tension here between uh, providence and individual agency, but the way then that it's presented to us, I, again, I think doing the math is difficult. What we see is that God's providence is always at work and operative, yet we are still account held accountable for what we do. We are held accountable for how we respond to God and his grace, as is the case of Lydia. And then we're also held accountable to the direction of the Spirit in our lives, leading us where he wants us to go to serve um, his ultimate mission. So we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. Take a second to call the mind that you pray for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Father Kevin. Thank you, Thank Father. You. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Night, Joe.